0: We'll What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of the AEW Insider. If you're a fan of our YouTube videos, I apologize. I've been crazy, crazy busy with just family things, but I will get to a new one as soon as I can. Remember to stick around to the end of the show so you can hear how you can win a Series 1 AEW unrivaled La Champion Chris Jericho action figure. Let's get to the show. AEW. Well, the Revival, a.k.a. The Revolt, might be coming to AEW. We know the elite's history with them with the whole fuck the Revival thing. Well, on episode 201 of Being the Elite, at the end of it, Matt and Nick uh, said they wouldn't be able to top their two hundred episode. And they were like, what's that up in the sky? They looked up in the sky, and even though it was CGI and white powder lettering, lettering like an airplane did it, it did say FTR, which means fuck the revival, a.k.a. the revolt, their new name. The Revolt is AEW-bound, peeps. Today, The Revival, a.k.a. The Revolt, made a tweet. It read, We won't let any other tag team outshine us. With as much humility as I can muster up, there's no one on this planet better than us. We want to be the greatest who ever did it. Those are some bold words. We'll see if they can back it up. I always liked the revival. In NXT, they were old school, hardcore. They were awesome. But just like most, you come up to the main roster and you fall between the cracks because they don't use you in WWE. Now, I have been reporting for months that Cody Rhodes has been buying up WWE trademarks, old ones they're letting expire.s uh, He seems he will run into a roadblock for his own, though. Cody filed for the trademark Cody Rhodes a day after WWE's trademark for the name expired. WWE now has until July 22nd to respond to the latest trademark request. WWE has asked for an extension to file oppositions to the trademark reservations. excuse me, registrations made by Cody Rhodes. PW Insider reports that the company was granted an extension to file an official opposition or request of an extension of trademarks. They also are going for a slamboree and the match beyond trademarks. WWE acquired those when they bought WCW in 2001. Let's get to WWE. Breaking news, ex-UFC star Kane Velasquez was released by WWE. I'm sorry for him, but I never liked him, and I know that Vince himself did not like him. The first time he came out on TV without his shirt off, he did not like it at all. So good luck on all your future endeavors, bro. I reported a few shows back that an XF, excuse me, that an XF. I can't even say it, that an X. XFL fl employee was suing Vince McMahon. Uh, well, he just got some more class action lawsuits. E-Wrestling reports that WWE has been hit with a couple more lawsuits, uh, one of which is from the gross law firm. They claim WWE materially false or misleading statements that they made them, and uh, they were failing to disclose things. Prepa- Here, let me just start that over, and I apologize. They claim that WWE made materially false or or misleading statements, and or failing to disclose. It's pertaining to fraudulent schemes, so whatever that means. Also, however, by at least early 2019, tensions in the relationship between WWE and the Saudi government had reached a breaking point. The Saudi government have refused to make millions of dollars in payments owed to the WWE. Further, OSN was contemplating the eagerly terminations of its obligations under its broadcasting agreement. They ultimately terminated in March of 2019, and it had very rebuff WWE efforts to renew the agreement. These developments threatened WWE's ability to reach a renewed media agreement in 2019, which told WWE investors was critical to its expansion plans in the MENA region, its growth prospects also. Moreover, WWE facing withering consumer engagement, it is in a traditional market. Uh, rather than disclose these adverse developments, the defendants represented that WWE continued to bolster its relationship with Saudi Arabia <clears throat> Excuse me, and was making significant progress on a renewal of the critical media agreement and its business uh, in the country. So what they're saying pretty much is that these guys uh, knew the deal was going bad. I knew that. I reported it to you guys, but they were acting like everything was good and they came to an agreement, what have you, and it wasn't the case. So somebody feels that they got done dirty, they were misled, and they brought out some crazy class action lawsuits. All right, let me take a break. I'm all stuttering over my words again, Pete. We'll be right back. We got a really good show. All right, Peeps, we're back. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1. Remember to stick around to see how you can win the AEW action figure. Back to the show, WWE. As a surprise to me, Gerald Briscoe, you know, the legendary wrestler and one of Vince McMahon stooges from the Attitude Era, a guy who used to sit there and write the show with him for years by his pool, uh, he was actually involved in some of the recent mass WWE firings. Briscoe has been with the company since 1984, and he worked side-by-side side with Vince for years, and he actually was the one who even discovered Brock Lesnar. I got a feeling he be, will be hired back unless it's just because of his age and he can go enjoy it. Also, WWE superstars are being paid a lot less now. With no live events, stars took and are still taking big pay cuts. It has been revealed that Heath Ledger was burnt out on WWE way before he was fired. He was sick of pitching ideas to the writers and the higher-ups, and they kept getting turned down. Now, Jinder Mahal returned last night on Raw. He made short work of Akira Tozawa. He felt very disrespected after his match. How, I do not know, especially in an empty arena. But a correspondent backstage congratulated him, and this is what Jinder had to say. Congratulations. You want to congratulate me? I feel disrespected. I feel disrespected from my peers, the WWE universe. People thought I was gone for good. I had knee surgery. People, that was it. I am a former United States champion, a former WWE champion. I haven't forgotten that. Akira Tozawa hasn't forgotten that. And I strongly suggest that all you not forget it. The modern day Maharaja is back, Peats, Rejoice. That's what I said. Online Page asked her fans what their biggest struggle was going on during the COVID-19 crisis. A lot of fans answered, and she asked them for their Venmo accounts, and she sent them money. Titus O'Neil also donated $25,000 to several Florida charities. Adam Cole revealed what WWE legend he would love to have a match with. Cole said, I would love to have a chance to wrestle Triple H. Funnily enough, and I did an interview somewhere where somebody asked me, and I thought they had asked me if I would love to wrestle Triple H. And I said, yeah, yeah, I would love to retire Triple H. But it was twisted into, I want to retire Triple H. But just for the record, I would love to wrestle Triple H. I definitely don't want to retire him. And like I said, Adam Cole is one of my current favorites now, and Triple H is my all-time favorite. Random wrestling news. I reported months ago that w, uh, excuse me, former WCW wrestler Van Hammer was charged for a DUI hit and run involving a five-year-old child, while well, his case is set to go to trial this summer. According to PW Insider, Hammer, whose real name is Mark Hildreth, pleaded not guilty on the charges with the pretrial hearing set for June 10th in Palm Beach County Court. Former WWF announcer and Governor of Minnesota Jesse Ventura is discussing potentially running for president. Dark Side of the Ring Episode 6 from Season 2, The Assassination of Dino Bravo, is online. This was another Whopper episode. This season is so effing good. As you know, Dino Bravo, after his wrestling career was over, he's from Canada, he got involved with some mafia guys, and supposedly they put a big hit on him. I mean, it's crazy how he was gunned down. You gotta see the show. His friends, family, and co-workers discuss discuss it. It's another must-see episode, peeps. I have reported on the whole Teddy Hart arrest and the most recent arrest for choking Maria Manic. His court days was pushed back again. He does not have court until July now. All right, Pete, we'll take a break real quick. I got what Jim Cornette thinks about Nia Jax hurting people in the ring. Plus, the former WWE superstar, the Berserker, was also recently arrested. So make sure you tune in. We'll be right back. All right, Pete, let's get back to the show. E Wrestling and PW Insider reported that former WWE superstar John Nord, best known to wrestling fans as the Berserker and also known as Nord the Barbarian, he was arrested again last month in retaliation to an old DUI charge. PW Insider reports that he was arrested on March 6th in Hennepin County, Minnesota. It was on a warrant related to a June 6, 2017 DUI arrest. John was arrested by Anoka County Police after failing to appear at a February 20th hearing for his arrest, which violated in a result of probation. John Nord went to court on March 8th. He denied violating his probation. He was released on zero bond with the rule that he must make all future court appearances. One of those court hearings was scheduled for today, but it was canceled due to COVID-19. John Nord had a history of DUI arrests. He was sentenced to five years probation in a separate case involving seven DUI arrests. As he was ordered to be placed on house arrest, he has a total of nine incidents stemming from the year 2002 until this year of 2020. Jim Cornette is pissed at uh, Joey Ryan for making a tweet about wrestling legend Vader, but he's even more pissed about Nia Jax and her reputation for being unsafe in a ring. On Nia Jax busting Becky Lynch's nose, He said, I saw the clip of the buckle bomb. He's not talking about that. He's talking about something else, which we'll get to. But he said, I also think there's a time when she potatoed somebody. Was it Charlotte with a punch? Oh, no, it was Becky Lynch. We talked about this about a year or two ago on my show. I remember seeing that and going, okay, it's just kind of something that happened. It didn't look particularly reckless on the punch thrower part, Nia Jax, or a dumb move on Becky Lynch's part. They just connected. It didn't look preposterous. But who the was this girl that she buckle last week on Raw? Holy fuck. The bottom buckle was thankfully there, and the floor was there to break her fall, as they say. Gravity is a harsh mistress. I don't really like the buckle bomb to begin with. This move that Nia Jax did to Kari Zane was the concept of a buckle bomb, but she can't really see where the fuck she's going because the girl's in front of her, and she's just kind of looking to the side to see. I can tell that you can kind of tell where the corner is, but you can't really see where the ropes are. But this was a bad guess where she landed, where she threw her. Instead of launching her so she'd be straight backwards and that her feet were somewhat underneath her and her head was straight up, but she was being propelled backward toward the buckle, she kind of just pitched her. And that pretty much went in reverse. And that's what fucked up Tommy Young's neck years ago. It ended his career with a neck injury. He just fell to the bottom rope and he hit his forehead and it snapped his neck back instead of forward. But it's the same principle. On Sane being protected by her size, if Kari Sane had been any heavier, it probably would have been more dangerous, because that's the only way these smaller wrestlers, or the guys or girls, can get away with some of the shit they do. They just don't have enough of weight to them when they land, if they land on their head or in some you know messed up way. If they were a heavier or a full size wrestler, half of them would literally be crippled by some of these moves. And finally, on Jackson's reputation of being reckless in the ring. Well, that's another thing. Someone should speak to Naya about that. That's what I'm saying. You can't tell me somewhere in that multi-million dollar fucking company with all the employees they got working there that somebody doesn't go up to her and say, hey, that's not a good idea. I don't want to see you do that ever again. And what the fuck were you thinking? Let's look at this. Let's see exactly what you should ever do again. And we'll sit down and watch a tape. You know, she's a big girl and she fucking carries that weight and she could hurt people whether she knows it or not. If it's been a couple times over a couple years, it's just shit happens. But this is just, you know, she's doing the same thing with the same result. You got to say, hey, you got to stop what you're doing or it's time for you to go home. And that is true. That's the reason why she gets away with it, because she is related to The Rock. So are the Usos. So are Roman Reigns. Nia Jax has literally just walked away from wrestling, took as much break as she wanted to, until she's been ready to come back. She did it at least once, and I believe she did it twice. So it's just crazy. All all, his family knows, all it takes is one call from Dwayne to Vince McMahon, and it's over with. All right, Pete. Well, that's it. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and also on Twitter under the AEW Insider One, as in the number one. If you want to win a La Champion, Chris Jericho, Series 1 action figure, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's under the AEW Insider. I get notified when you subscribe. Beside that, pick any video out of over the 100 that are there. Like, share, and comment. So subscribe, like, share, and comment, and boom, you're in the running. You can have a Chris Jericho, Le champion AEW action figure be shipped to you by mid-August, if not earlier. All right, peace. I'll talk to you guys soon. Ciao.